Welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. As you know, I've been um, broadcasting our Bible study we have on Sundays at All Nations Church from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. in the chapel of All Nations Church, which is off, which is off of Share Road across the street from Front Station around the corner from Chuck E. Cheese. Um, and I'm doing Beyond the Blessed Life, basically by Dr. Robert Morris. It's God's perfect plan to overcome all financial stresses. So it's been awesome because this is my second time teaching this class. And, you know, God had really pressed on me that he wanted his people to be able to walk in the supernatural in their finances. And yes, yes, you can speak to your bank account and say money cometh and things like that, but you've got to have faith. And if you don't have faith to tithe 10% of your income off the top is first and offering an offering, you don't have the faith to speak it to your bank account. So there's some fundamental principles that God has um, put out there for stewardship. The, the, the better a steward you are, the better you are able to walk in generosity and to be a giver and to manifest, manifest God's glory, God's um, generosity to people. So we're now on chapter 10, the witness stand. And this, this is once again, another powerful chapter. And it's awesome the way um, Pastor uh, Robert Morris kicks it off. He talks about, he sees this car in his rear view mirror and the car is, you even tell from a distance, hasn't been cleaned in a long time. And it looks like it's pretty um, damaged, um, beat up, you know, no repairs. And the repairs where they've had damage, it's already rusted. And um, so it's dirty, it's dingy, but that's not all. The the person is driving like a lunatic, weaving inside of, of the cars, forcing cars to put on their brakes. And, you know, Pastor Robert, he braced himself as the car gets ready to pass him. And no, it does not have. Yes, it did. It had the fish identifying themselves as a Christian. And it said, watch out. This car may be abandoned. I'm going up in the rapture. His heart was just, just was broken. Why? Why was his heart broken? Because this individual was on the witness stand of the world. And with the way they were driving, which was not very good, it, that was not a good witness of Christ Jesus. But what really got him was, it was an, a poor sign of poor, it was a great sign of poor stewardship. It was just, car was disrepair, filthy, you know, it just, 
And it wasn't about the car being old or anything like that. As a matter of fact, the car was a relatively new model. So he's not putting down you being a good steward by having an old car with 100,000 miles on it. You still can keep it clean. You still can keep it in good repair, right? No, he was talking about how this, this individual with a bumper sticker and saying going up in the rapture and then basically identifying yourself as a Christian. And, and he wanted to almost say, if you're going to drive like a maniac, if you're not going to be a good steward of, of what God has given you, then you need to please don't identify yourself as a as a Christian. And, and he gave some other great examples, like your um, your neighbors look at your lawn and it's unkept. They say, "I wish this person would mow their lawn," or you know, they see you driving a new car, but your house is in neglected from not being painted and t- well taken care of. It, these things communicate volumes to non-believers, to the world about you as a good steward and a representative of Christ Jesus, of a representative of Daddy God Yue Bahe, of a representative of Lord God Holy Spirit. Once we're adopted into God's family, it instantly begins to matter how we present ourselves to the lost folks around us. You know, I never, I'm, I was talking um, with my mother and I, I think I, I don't know, sometimes maybe my tone is not the best, but someone else listening to that, that's not a good witness of Christ Jesus. So I'm trying to be a lot more careful. Well, not, it doesn't have, I don't have to be around anybody. Just want to be careful, period, as I interface with my mother and my tone. Okay. So it's, it's important because everybody, is watching your witness, right? And so, um, God, of course, Jesus, he gets into the whole thing about, well, how do you demonstrate your love for God, right? And of course, the, the main scripture is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your, your soul, with all your mind, and basically, with all your strength and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And of course he wanted to know, well, the lawyer that asked the question, how do you demonstrate or how do you assure yourself of eternal life? And and they said, it is written, you shall love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself, right? And of course, the lawyer says, after Jesus says, you answered rightly, Luke has, and Luke says that, he says, and who is my neighbor? And instead of answering the question directly, Jesus went into the famous uh, parable about the Good Samaritan. And if you don't know the parable, it's basically um, a Jewish guy um, 
was going down the road near Jericho, I think it was, and it was known for bandits and stuff like that. And he was beaten up and almost left for dead. And um, a, a Levite went past it, him and ignored because he didn't want to be involved and he didn't want to contaminate himself. So he walked around the dead, not the dead man, but the wounded man. And and then I think it was a high, um, an Aaron, a high priest or Pharisees um, walked past it. And because he didn't want to be contaminated and he didn't want to be bothered. But a, a Samaritan, a good Samaritan, which is one of the most despised races by the Jewish people at that time, he stopped. And basically took care of the man, um, bandaged him, you know, got him on, put him on his donkey, took him to an inn. I had the innkeeper take care of him, left money for the innkeeper to take care of him and said if it costs more, he would be back to um, pay the bill. And he said, now, he asked, Jesus didn't ask the lawyer, so which one was the good neighbor? And of course it was the good Samaritan, not the Pharisees. Not the Levite, right? But what was really deep about that was why is God so concerned about how we treat our neighbors? And one of the things that really penetrated my my soul um, when I read it this time for the second time was when we're born again, God rejoices. When he looks at us, he doesn't just look at us. He looks at the entirety of our life and the network of family and friends and work co-workers and strangers and people that we're going to meet throughout our entire life where we can radiate and shine and manifest the glory of God, right? And have an impact on their lives. And God is saying, because he loves, he loves people. He loves mankind. He gave his only begotten son to, to improve it by giving his only begotten son, right? To die for us. So when one of us gets born again, we have a, we impact people that other people will never impact, right? So that is why God is so big into How do you treat your neighbor? And the answer to your neighbor is anybody that you come into contact with in your life. So it's not just the person across the street from where you live. It is everyone that you come in contact with. And God knows. He sees the beginning. He sees the end before the beginning. He knows who you're going to interface with and that person who has never seen a Christian or um, may actually be invited, have be invited to become a believer by your witness, by the way you handle yourself. And one of the things that people watch is how you handle your finances. Now, this is not about um, being wealthy. Or not, or not, or being poor. It's not about that. It's about what do you spend your money on, and how do you spend your money, and how. And being a good steward means that you have a a lot of margin. And so, once again, Pastor Robert Morris, 
um, gave another wonderful story, which I did remember from the first time that I read the book, where him and his wife, um, Debbie, were on a long-needed vacation up to New Mexico, up to the cool mountains from Texas, and he was riding on the motorcycle, had his sweetheart on the back. They were all dressed in leather. He hadn't shaved in a few days. They stopped into a rest stop to get something to eat. And they were all just sitting down, enjoying each other's company, looking at the picturesque mountains when they saw this family get out of a, you know, um, a station wagon kind of. And the husband and wife with the four kids. And it was kind of obvious from the expression on the kids' faces that they were on vacation. So they get there. And of course, um, Pastor um, Morris is a pe- people watcher. So is his wife, Debbie. And so, and I remember one time when we, my former husband and I were out one day before I finished the story about Pastor Robert Morris, they brought to mind, you know, we have a uh, daughter, Jordan Aaron Davis. She's now um, 20, 21 years old. And my son, Joshua Caleb Davis, just turned 24. But when they were really little, little kids, like, I mean, must have been about seven and nine, something like that, years old, we went to the restaurant, and this couple just was so, they were really amazed at how well-behaved Joshua and Jordan was, how mannerable they were, you know, how we prayed over our food, and, you know, and um, they actually came by the table and gave them both um, a uh, silver dollar. So Joshua and Jordan got a silver dollar that day. But let's get back to um, Robert Morris and Debbie. So they were watching this family, and they it was obvious they were budgeting, and I was already telling them they're going to split some meals, and um, they were they were adding up everything, and then you know they ordered, and Doctor Robert Morris had just asked God he was in a habit of bringing lots of cash on them. But they didn't do that anymore because they, you know, now they did um, judiciously use credit cards. They they make sure they paid it off at the end of the month and didn't have any credit card debt. But he had old habits die bad because die hard because, you know, he's used to carrying his vacation money in cash. So they spent exactly what they needed for the trip. So, so he had a lot of cash. He had the vacation money cash for the, their vacation, but he was going to use the credit card. So he was telling God, old habits die hard. And God, so he said he wondered why he brought all this money. Then when the family sat there and bowed their heads and prayed over their meal, and he saw how well behaved the children were, God said, that's why you brought all that money. And he talked to, turned to his wife and says, I think the Lord wants us to bless that family. And Debbie said, oh, you want to pay for their meal? He said, no, I want to pay for their vacation. And Debbie was wholeheartedly in agreement. And he walked over and he put the stack of cash, looking like a, <laughs> not a hell's angel, but close to it, with all this leather. He didn't look like a pastor. And he said that he was a Christian and that he wanted to obey God. And that God said that he wanted him to pay for their vacation. And at first it was hard for them to receive it because, you know, it's kind of catch-22. But, you know, it's so hard when people get scam and all sorts of stuff going on. But eventually they received a blessing. And Dr. Robert Morris said that him and Debbie, 
that is one of the secrets. You know, Jesus says it's um, it's better to give than receive, and one of the secrets is is that joy. You have a special joy when you are generous, when you manifest the generosity of God to others. He thought about, you know, eventually him and Debbie, they went, got to the log, the lodge where they were staying and they had some alone time. And then a little bit later, all their married children came with their, with their families. And so he had his grandkids, his kids, and they did, they had all sorts of fun. They, um, uh, up there in New Mexico, but he says nothing, nothing took the place of how they manifested the glorious generosity of Daddy God, Yuevahe, Lord God, Yahshua, Mashiach, Christ Jesus, and Lord God, Ruha Kadash. Nothing could take that pleasure. Nothing could take that joy. Nothing could take that happiness um, that they felt that day as they blessed that family, that devoted family. And he and Dr. Robert Morris turned to the kids and said, kids, I want you to remember this day that how God loved you so much that he told a total stranger to pay for your vacation. So, stewardship. Once again, you can't give something you don't have. And I think that's a problem that many of us have. I've had this problem where you have people who are under financial stress, people who have um, issues and problems, and they reach out to you to help, and you 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 got your your heartstrings are pulled, and you want to help, and but you haven't you don't have the margins for it, and sometimes you make the wrong choice of taking money that you need to pay for something else. And give it to those individuals, which is like a catch-22, right? It puts you in a position where you now are not a good steward, right? So in order to be a truly generous giver, in God's eyes, you have to be a good steward. You have to manage the monies and opportunities that God has given you. I know one of the issues that comes up for believers and non-believers alike is that if only I had a little more money, if only I had a more of this or that, then I'd be okay. And that's a fallacy. What we need to understand is if you can't pay your bills, your problem is not that God is not providing adequately. The problem is that you're not wisely managing what God has given you. And so it's very important that we're good stewards over what God gives us. And then he will give you more when he sees you managing the little that you have. So it's it's such a, a powerful testimony and and the thing about it is we don't even realize that we're on this witness stand before the world. People are watching how we treat people. People are watching how we spend our money. You know, people are watching all of those things. And it's, it, it testifies about our Lord. That's why the opening vignette where this person was driving like a lunatic, 
down the highway in a filthy car that's dented and beat up and rusted and then has a fish on the back saying that they're a Christian, that's a poor what? Testimony. It's not about how old the car is. It's about keeping it clean, keeping it well kept. So God has wired us to be generous, hilarious givers. You know, and when we do that, we're wired for joy. And one of the reasons why some people don't want what we have is because we don't radiate joy, right? And the one way to radiate joy is to be a good steward and to be a generous giver and, and move by the Holy Spirit, right? Not by manipulation, not by someone pulling on your heartstrings, right? And let's make this perfectly clear. Good works don't, that, that can't get you saved, right? Good works can't get you saved. God is still going to love you regardless, right? How much God loves you is not dependent on your works. He loves you the same. But it does. Good works can impact others. This is where when we get to heaven and God um we don't he doesn't we don't sin is not an issue for us because we're forgiven. The blood of Jesus has covered all of our sins. No. What we're judged on is what did we do with the resources? How did we impact the people that God placed in our lives, right? Good works is about our impact on others. And that's very important to God because he wishes that no man, no man or woman or child should perish. That all come into the saving knowledge of God, right? So... If we are recognized that we're on the witness stand, that, that we are being viewed by the world and, and, and how we steward our lives and how we live our lives, as I told um, my students at Florida A&M University, I told them, I said, the most important thing I can tell you is not power. It's not fame. It's not wealth and fortune and all those things. The most important things are relationships. Relationships with family and friends. Relationships with coworkers. Relationships with even your enemies, how you treat people that maybe you not necessarily like. Do you still treat them with dignity and respect? Right? And your relationships are the most important thing that you will be steward over, I guess you would say, in your life. So God wants us to have a generous, joyous life. And we can do that if we are good stewards. We live um, within or even below our margins so that we have more 
to give, that we're in a position to give like Dr. Robert Morris and his wife, Debbie, were able to pay for an entire vacation for a family of six, right? Husband and wife and four kids. That's a, that's a manifestation of God, right? And that was obviously the Holy Spirit had Dr. Morris bring that amount of cash in his pockets just to take care of that family. Well, please join me this Sunday at All Nations Church off of Shara Road in Tallahassee, Florida at 9 a.m. from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. I would love to have you there to join us. And then the following Sunday will be the first Sunday in August, August the 6th. August the 6th, 2023 is the first Sunday of the month. And we will be doing the prayer walk at the steps of the old Capitol off of Appalachia and North Monroe. Um, Appalachia Dead's in the North Monroe is red and white striped awnings. We meet there at 3.30. It's a very brisk walk, not a very long walk. And we pray. We pray for um, the churches throughout, you know, United States um, of America, throughout the world. We pray, for, of course, the churches in Tallahassee, Florida. We pray for Tallahassee, Florida, the leadership and the um, police officers, the nurses, um, teachers, you know. We pray for the state of Florida. Um, we pray for the United States of America. We pray for the world. And, and so it's a wonderful time. We have definitely seen God's hand move the manifestation of his power. Crime has dropped down considerably. Since we've done the prayer walk, this will be, I think, 40, 48th or something like that. Um, prayer walk con- continuously, that's nothing but a miracle from the Lord, um, being consistent, being faithful. And so we would love for you to, to join us on August the 6th, 2023 at 3.30 p.m. of the step of the Capitol. And... Uh, for the prayer walk and it's, it's for everyone and of course um, this coming Sunday at 9 a.m. in the chapel of all all nations church please please join us thank you for once again joining me on enter the glory zone on 94.1 wave 94 on chapter 10 Beyond the blessed life, you are on the witness stand. God's perfect plan to overcome all financial stresses. For it by Dave Ramsey and written by Dr. Robert Morris. Romans 10.9, that is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you for once again. Joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM, Wave 94, Dr. Edith Davis. Your glory.
your presence, Lord.